welcome to the monthly Skill Bite Show, where we share information that is geared to helping you succeed in your business. This is Judy Weintraub, CEO of Skill Bites and host of this show. If you want to position yourself as an expert, one of the best ways to do that is to become a published author. Skill Bites author platform provides the easiest way to get a book written and published. Today, I am delighted to have with us Julie Caraccio. Julie is an award-winning professional declutterer, life and end-of-life organizer, a certified life coach, and the author of 15 books. She is passionate about supporting people in clearing clutter in all areas of their lives, getting organized, becoming more mindful and aware. For a decade, she hosted the popular podcast, Clear Your Clutter Inside and Out. Happily married to Tony, Julie is also at the beck and call of rescued black cats, Antonio, Nini, and Gus. Based in Wheeling, West Virginia, Julie works with people all over the world. She enjoys hiking, reading, learning about environmental and animal issues, baking, and spending time with her nieces and nephews. The bathtub is her woman cave. Julie, welcome to the Skill Bites Show. Hey, Judy. Thanks so much for having me. So tell us a little bit about your journey. How did you get into the field of decluttering, organizing, and wellness? What inspired you to take this path? Well, definitely wasn't on the bingo card. And so I was in a job where I was raising funds. I was a director of development and a grant writer. And I had moved from Los Angeles to Raleigh and discovered pretty quickly it wasn't the place for me. And so I said, well, what can I do? I don't want to just get another job. And so I thought, what are my skill sets? And I'm single. I've got to be able to support myself. And I want to make a difference. And so I came up with decluttering and organizing and then add, I look at clutter differently. And so I add more of a wellness aspect to it as well. Okay, excellent. So somewhere around that, along that journey, you also married Tony. I did. I had to clear my own internal clutter to attract such a great guy. Excellent. Now, your focus extends beyond just physical spaces to decluttering one's life as a whole. How do you approach this comprehensive form of decluttering? Well, obviously, everyone's different, right? So this, I think one of the things that frustrates me about my line of work is people try to give a one-size-fits-all formula, and that's not a good thing in my view. And so one thing that I think is important when you're working with someone is to look for visual and verbal clues because someone might be saying something and their body language is telling you something else. So uh, we might do physical clutter decluttering, but you know, it might be homework might involve saying no to something that you don't want or pay attention this week to what makes you angry or are you aware? Are you able to forgive? Or is that a roadblock? And so I want people to be able to understand and view where in my life am I stuck? I want people to view clutter in a bigger way. So instead of viewing clutter as just, or uh, you know, your physical, your desk is being just a, a roadblock to clutter, it's preventing you from writing that novel, right? 
because of the cluttered desk distracts our mind or that a stuffed closet's preventing you from having that relationship that you really desire. So seeing the bigger view and seeing how clutter impacts you in all areas. Right. So you talk about inner and outer clutter. And I guess the inner is that um, that bit about where are you not forgiving somebody or something like that? Yeah. And so, or for instance, so look at depression. Depression can cause clutter and clutter can cause depression. And then you can get kind of in that cyclical uh, washing machine kind of going again and again and can't get out of it. And so as you work on one, you support the other. So for instance, we talked about the messy desk. So as I clear my messy desk, that's going to help my mental clutter, right? Now, I know that there are people listening and watching who are going to argue with me and say, hey, I'm creative. I need that mess. It enhances me. Then they always throw Einstein at me. Now, I'm going to disagree with you. We can agree to disagree. But everything's energy. So if you have that mess, it's just creating stuck, stagnant energy. And why wouldn't you want to give yourself the best possible option right? To be in the best possible mindset. And I just would like to share a really quick tip. So I know a lot of creative people and writers are listening to this. If you do a lot of you do uh, physical notes, I know a lot of people are online. I'm old school. I read books in my hand. I can't read them online. Get like a little cubby that you'd see and they have smaller ones. So if you're in an office space and remember how they have uh, cubbies for everyone's mail, and then the person would sort the mail. Those are really great because if you have an idea for book A and then for book B, or you want to write a screenplay, you can use those cubby holes and put all the little things for your creative projects. It keeps them organized and it's not this huge pile of clutter. Yeah, that's interesting because it, it, not only organizes things, but it takes them away from what you're focusing on. Uh, it's like a parking lot that you can park something into and not have to deal with it at that moment. Right. Well, you know, they say that uh, the, I'm a stats gal and they say that people spend up to an hour a day looking for things. So if you have a job and writing's your side gig, are you really going to want to waste all that time finding what you need? Yeah, good question. Now, your concept of decluttering involves a blending of science and spirit. Why don't you explain a little bit more about what you mean there? Sure. So everything's energy. I personally believe that from a spiritual perspective. It's been proven in science. I don't have a brain that's scientific. That's why I go with the spiritual. So what your intention is, what you put your focus on, where the energy goes, energy flows. And feng shui is a whole science devoted to how you rearrange things in your home. But every feng shui book, the first thing says clear your clutter, right? Because I mentioned earlier, clutter is stuck, stagnant energy. So what you have around you is what you're creating. And again, it's all that. That's how that messy desk is, is affecting you. And I talked about depression and clutter and how can you have gratitude if you have a bunch of clutter. I mean, that's one thing that I think is really important. You know, you can't hold two simultaneous thoughts at once. So if you're in gratitude, then you're not going to be jealous. If you're in gratitude, you're not going to be keeping up with the Joneses. So kind of expanding that awareness, you know, what's my spiritual clutter and what is the energy around me and how is it affecting me? Okay. Interesting. 
I like that concept. I'm, you know, I'm a fan of that. I think why not set yourself up if you're listening and think, eh, that might be a little odd for me, just give it a shot. You know, what I would say is I want you to walk in a cluttered room and close your eyes. Tell me how does that feel? Then I want you to go into a decluttered space again and close your eyes and tell me how that feels. You know, we've all heard the expression, the tension was so thick, you could cut the energy with a knife. That's kind of the concept I'm talking about. Hmm. Now, I know you've been doing this for many years. What have you found to be some of the biggest challenges that people face when they're looking to declutter? I would say for me, the number one issue is they're overwhelmed. If you look at, at Julie, I haven't decluttered for 20 years. I have an entire house that overwhelms me. Well, of course I understand that. Or, you know what? I know there's something wrong with my life and I'm feeling stuck, but I don't know where to start. You know, I haven't done personal growth work or I know I'm angry, but what's the root of it? So I'd say feeling overwhelmed is the biggest. The other thing I find is people have been judged and shamed in the past. I can't tell you how many people started this and then someone said something and they completely closed off, right? So that was the kind of the big stop sign. And then the other thing I would say is people aren't aware of what their priorities are and what's important. And if they don't know that, they don't know how to let go of what isn't important. Hmm. So how do you help people overcome those challenges? Well, I'd like to say awareness plus action equals change. So we have to first become aware, well, what is my clutter? Or why am I doing that? And then once we figure that out, then we'll create change. You know, I like to share that 10 minutes a day, because people are like, I'm overwhelmed. Okay, give me 10 minutes a day. 10 minutes a day over a year adds up to just over 60 hours. I mean, that's a week and a half of working for the man. You can accomplish a lot in that amount of time. And so, and if five minutes, okay, then we're just over 30 hours, right? It's saying I'm overwhelmed, but you know what? I'm going to take that first step. And what is the great Goethe quote, something along the lines of, you take that step and then the universe complies or helps you out or embraces you. So just, it's about taking that first step. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, similar to advice that, I've been following, which is just get rid of three things. Mm -hmm. um, and that could take one minute. It could take 10 minutes. I mean, the when you first begin, it doesn't take very much time at all to get rid of three things. But then as you've gotten rid of the easy stuff, it gets a little bit harder. Um, but it also feels so much better to have all that stuff out of the way. Well, one thing I suggested is that I like to do, so it's actually in my office because this is a great location for me. So that's where I've got all those boxes for the holidays. So I got a pile of boxes. There's one right in the office. Ooh, I can let that go. And I just, I squeaked in the deadline. And at the end of the month, I took a box out, right? Because I'm like, I don't really use this. I don't like that. And so that's part of my goal of getting rid of at least a box a month. But if I have a box in a convenient location, boy, does it make it easier. You know what? I know I'm not doing that. Bam, I'm going to go put it in the box. Yeah, or bag or whatever it is that you want to put it in. Yeah. And how about mistakes? What are the the common mistakes that people make when they meant declutter? I mentioned a moment ago, not knowing their priorities, right? Because what's important, clutter is the stuff that's not important. So if you get really clear 
on your priorities. That's going to be a huge uh, guiding force for you. Not allowing enough time. You know, my frustration is we have these shows and they're not real. People don't, you know, it's like 48 minutes and commercials. I'm going to have an entire hoarded house back to normal. No, it doesn't work that way. And so not allowing enough time, uh, not doing it the right time. If you're not a morning person, you know, don't wake up at 7 a.m. on Saturday and say, hey, this is when I'm going to declutter. Uh, another roadblock is people that holds people back as they say, oh, I might need it someday. And then they're not willing to let it go. So what I say to that is, can you trust that you'll get what you need when you need it? So, okay, I'm going to let this tool go. Hmm, maybe my friend has it. Oh, maybe there's a, a website where I can borrow it, right? There are all these options if we just kind of expand and open up instead of having that rigid notion, ah, I have to keep it because I might need it someday. Right. And if you haven't needed it in the last 10 years, <laughs> you probably aren't going to need it for the next 10 years. Or, you know, if you need it once, wouldn't it be better to have somebody else get it who can actually use it? Yeah, absolutely. Now, I know you also offer employee wellness presentations and corporate workshops Tell us a little bit about what are some of the key elements to fostering a healthier work environment? Sure. Well, I actually love it because I get excited about talking about this. And what's really been nice is corporations that I've worked with have, have moved away more from, say, the nuts and bolts of organizing to cluttering life, right? Because whatever's going on at home, if I can't find my keys at home, that's going to make me late for work. If I'm frustrated at this overstuffed closet, then I might not be looking at my best at work. And so understanding how that's all related and offering people the skills and the tools so they can get decluttered and organized. I think it's really important to have an organized desk. And, you know, we keep harping on this messy desk, but studies have shown that you're less likely to get promoted uh, because if people see your messy desk, they're less likely to trust you. And, you know, if you're doing all this hard work and then a messy desk putting people off, I mean, I know if I walked into an office and you were my attorney or my accountant and your desk was a hot mess, I'd wonder, are they going to lose my receipts for the taxes? Are they going to find the paperwork to take it to the court, right? So we're, it's kind of our, uh, our calling card. You know, we talk about reputation management online. I'd like us to think of our desk as reputation management. And I think what's really important also is to empower employees to make decisions, right? Okay, this is, uh, I'm gonna make a decision to do this and it's gonna help me. And I just think that that's really important. And again, seeing the bigger holistic view, how if we're not our best and we're not at 100% and how clutter is affecting that. Yeah, I think I, I agree with you about allowing employees to make decisions because it also gives them a sense of ownership. Yes. And and you're going to get the best mental prowess from them if you're going to give them that uh, freedom. But you, you just have to be really careful and make sure that the people are trained sufficiently to make the decisions. Uh, and not to slam them if the decision they make is not one that you would have made or that mm -hmm. winds up backfiring or whatever. Um, just take it as a learning lesson and figure out what they could have done differently and 
or have them figure that out. Well, think about how many times you've called customer service, right? And there's a completely different uh, feeling. There's a completely different sense when someone is empowered to make a decision that's fair and then someone that's going and reading by the script. And, you know, it frustrates them. And it, customer service is not an easy job. And if you want, as you said, empower people, have them make decisions, you're going to get a better employee and you're going to get a happier customer. Now, I want to um, switch gears a little bit and talk about the 15 books that you've written. How did you go about writing them? Well, I had the first one that I wrote is called Clear Your Clutter Inside and Out, based off my podcast name. I did one branding thing right. But that was really somewhat easy because I took from podcast episodes and said, oh, you know what, this is people have had a lot of response to that. So that was really somewhat easy to do. And then I did a, a book on jump starting. I'm like, well, people are overwhelmed. How do I really boil it down? Awareness and action equals change. And then I did, uh, and I probably shouldn't share this, but I will be honest. So when I did the first book, I'm like, I don't know how to write a book. So I Googled, what is the structure for a self-help book? And found it. And I'm like, this is great. And so that's what I used. And then I have a, the other books are a series of journal prompts. And I really feel strongly, you know, talked about empowering people that we have the answers within. And so I don't know what's best for people. I support them in bringing that wisdom to the surface. And so these books are really for people. I explain how to make your goals, how to take action. But then you answer all these questions so you know what's what your wisdom is, what's best for you. Hmm. Okay. Now, if there were one nugget that you wanted people to take away from this podcast, what would that be? It would be to know that they are good enough, that they are worthy and they are loved no matter what. Because in, in my worldview, I believe we're coming for hate, from hate, or we're coming from love. And I kind of chop up love to be feeling good enough, worthy enough, and loved. Very good. Thank you. I love that. Thank you. How would you like people to reach out to you if they would like to learn more about your business and and maybe some of your books? Sure, absolutely. They can go to reawakenyourbrilliance.com. I have my books and affirmations, all my social media links. I write a blog and I offer a free 15-minute consultation as well. Excellent. And I understand that in addition to your consultation, you have another offer for listeners of this podcast? Yes, absolutely. So if you sign up for my newsletter, I don't sell your name. It's twice a month. Uh, you get free, 10 free tips to declutter your life right now. That's I talked about that awareness and action and bam, I'm going to give you something that you can do right away to start to declutter your life. And that's also at reawakenyourbrilliance.com? Yes. Okay, so you can just go to that website, reawakenyourbrilliance.com, to sign up for Julie's web, uh, newsletter, get her 10 tips to declutter your life twice a month. Right now, you can do that. And if you go there, you can also click the button to contact Julie and get your free 15-minute consultation. Absolutely. Excellent. Well, Julie, thank you so much for being on the Skill Bite Show. Really appreciate that and love the advice you have for people. It's the beginning of 2024, one month's out of the way, but you still got 11 more to go, <laughs> almost fully 11. 
And this is a great time to get rid of some of that stuff that you just don't need hanging around. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me.